This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What is up, Power Producers Nation? We are live today with part of the crew from Savital. Monica Edwani and Sarah Thompson, ladies, it is a pleasure to have you. I really hope you're bringing some energy to carry the show today because I am not. <laughs> well, and, I'm pre- and I'm pretty sure that Kyle isn't either because there was a no. just epic hockey game last night. Let's go. Let's be rough, yeah. guys, to have winning teams over there. Hey, <laughs> this awesome. is the race. If the Rays would hurry up and get their act together, we'd have the trifecta because I think the Bucks can run it back this year. Well, we were we were just overpowered against the Dodgers last year, but listen, when you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know stun on this as long as I can because when Tampa teams suck, they suck, and they and like they suck bad. So I'm just gonna embrace. Hey, I'm just gonna throw this out there: they don't call us Champa Bay for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Let's go. Yeah, What's so up, listen, guys? I want to I want to talk a little bit or a lot about VAs and how agencies and and actually really any business can use them, but you know, a large amount of our audience is insurance agents and agency owners. But before we do that, you guys are sort of the new kids on the block so to speak. So why don't you just take a couple seconds, Monica and and Sarah and introduce yourselves and we'll we'll start with you, Monica, and just sort of tell everybody kind of who you are, what you do where you came from and all of that. And then we're just going to pepper you with questions that you'll be able to easily answer. I hope so. I hope so. So I am Monica Duani. I've been in the insurance industry for about 15 years I'm here in Massachusetts. So love my my Patriots. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm a Patriots fan. Well, you and should be a Bucks fan by extension. I mean, we got half your Super Bowl team playing for us now. True, true. I do have my Tampa Bay um, box shirt with to Brady, so I cannot lie. I do have it. Um, we'll allow so, it. We'll allow it. <laughs> so, part of Saverdal, I'm one of the co-founders with Sarah here. Uh, we identify a problem. We we saw that we could fix it, and we're here as the new kids on the block to try to bring some. Um, new information and new value to the agents. So that's what we want to do. That's me. I love helping agents. I am embedded 
and invested into the independent channel and let's see what we can do. Can I just like throw this out there real quick and say it's extremely exciting to have two ladies on the podcast that are in leadership of something in the insurance industry? I mean, I don't know how it gets any better than that. There's not nearly enough. And so I'm just, you know, that kudos to y'all for for getting after it, right? And I'm happy to be able to have you on here so everybody else can see that it's possible. I think that a lot of times there are perceived barriers that are there and then there are barriers that are there that we allow to exist. And, you know, y'all just put on a helmet and ram through them. Holy cow, that's a huge cup. (laughs) (laughs) That camouflage, don't hide it. You you are not (laughs) playing around with the hydration today. (laughs) Let me know if we need to stop halfway through for a bathroom break. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, David. It hasn't been easy, um, especially, you know, breaking through some of those barriers. But Sarah and I got it. Right, Sarah? We got this. We got it. All right, cool. So Sarah, talk a little bit about your story. My story, um, so I have an HR background. Uh, My husband, Troy, he owns an independent insurance agency, and I first kind of came in to help out with the human resource aspect. God bless you for being married to Troy. Human resource aspect of things. Um, You know, he had asked me this morning, he goes, Sarah, what's your job title with Sabatel? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't really go with job titles. I don't I don't place any importance on job titles. I don't like I go, labels. So. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? He goes, well, we're going to call you the CFO. I'm like, whatever. I go, but if you really want a true, accurate job title, I'm the ball handler because I juggle, bust, and tickle balls all day long. <laughs> there so you that's go. True. That's true. There's a variety of things that need to happen in order to get a job done. So This episode very well may be titled Tickling Balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I don't know how you're going to running through that, my head. So. All right, listen. I will tell you, by the way, that I got the artwork back from Jason Verlindi's episode, and I did title it this one time at Brand Camp. <laughs> I don't know how you. Yeah, again, I mean, th- th- there's certain things that you just have to go with that you can't avoid, and it'd be a huge yeah. mistake if you did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. So Carry you guys on. are in the VA space. Um, some people might argue. I mean. Probably the other VA companies would be the ones, but some people might argue with you that that space is crowded. There's already people who exist in it, exist uh, in the VA space that they have. Um, I'm going to use air quotes here, so I'm going to identify that for the people who are not watching this on video, but they have mastered their craft, right? And so you typically see the same usual suspects popping up over and over and over again. So speaking of balls, that's kind of ballsy to go into a space with it's already got like known entities in there. Why? Monica, if you want, I can start and you can elaborate off of what. Sure. I guess the why is because there's still a lot of opportunity to get the job done right. Right. Quality, um, quality of the job is, is important. And I think bringing something different into the table like integrating cultures and integrating the entire team, including, you know, the leadership teams and management is something that not all of them do or none of them do. And we do it a little bit different on that end. It's got a little bit of HR bent to it. Sarah, what what say you? You know, so being in the insurance industry, we have worked with a few different um, virtual assistant companies. Uh, When we started with Savitel, when we built this business, we built it because we found 
just an incredible work ethic um, with our particular virtual professionals that just, they stand out from what I've seen with other virtual assistant companies. And if you notice, we call them virtual professionals because that's just, that is what they are. They are, they are a level or two, or even if I might say five levels ahead of some of the others that I've worked with. Um, they carry I think that's something company. to talk about for a second. I mean, in number yeah. one, I like the titling of virtual professional. Um, VPs I, I think, for sure. They're VPs. Yeah. They're VPs. Well, I mean, if you talk, yeah, if you talk about virtual assistant, I never really thought about that before, but it, it does sort of diminish the role, so to speak, of mm -hmm. somebody that might be coming in to do what in many cases is still a mission critical task for your operation, right? Like yeah. I know that people have traditional VAs that they use for quoting. Well, how do you write business if you don't have quotes? And mm -hmm. so I think that, that to title them that way is actually a really cool way to do it. But I also know because of my conversations with Troy and Monica that the average education level of the people that y'all are bringing in is substantially different than what I perceive it to be from other people in the space. I can't yeah. say that it's different than what they are because I really don't know. I've never asked the question, but yeah. I'm going to tie back to this in a minute. I shouldn't have to ask the question, right? I should know what the qualifications are of someone that I'm hiring or people should be marketing around that message. So talk a little bit about that because I do think based on what yeah. I know that y'all are very unique in terms of the labor pool, if, if we want to use that terminology, that, mm -hmm. you're, that you're pulling from. Yes, we are. Um, the reason why we call them virtual professionals is because they are professionals. They're college graduates with at least a 3.5 GPA and one of the best pool in the school that they're graduating from. So in order for us to break that barrier and break that, um, I will say, skepticism around, you know, a VA is only utilized for tasks that the team in-house don't have enough time to handle, we want to bring a new breed of virtual professionals. We want them to be embedded in the business and be treated as equals um, in the chain, right? We don't want them to be diminished. We don't want them to be, you know, or feel that they're less than. We want to bring quality candidates just like you were hiring in-house. So I think that's where our differentiator comes in. It's like we are bringing professionals into the table. It's not just, you know, another person that you can replace. And if tomorrow they're gone, they're gone, right? Um, we want to make sure that they are embedded into your culture 100%, you know, all, all the time and be a, a, a virtual professional for your business for a long, long time. So I think that's where our differentiator in terms of professionalism and quality comes in, just because it's a very different breed that we're bringing to the table. Has it been challenging to find that different breed for you guys, or are you just fishing in a different pond, or what's the deal? You want to answer that, Sarah? We're, we're fishing in a different pond, and... The thing is, is like Monica said, they are all college graduates and where they are, where they're from, there is just not enough jobs out there for them. And so what we can provide them, it's actually, a, it's, it's, um, 
we're paying them a little bit more than what they would get where they would normally have employment. Um, so we pay a little bit more than most VA companies would. So that makes us very desirable on their mm -hmm. end. From our end, they are college grads. They're very smart. They're driven. Their work ethic is amazing. From we have three you, in our own company. Don't right you now. find that's the case for anybody outside the United States, though? I mean, I hate to say that, but you know, we're comparing we're comparing people to what our expectations are and talking about how awesome their work ethic is. Quite frankly, I think okay. that should be everybody's work ethic, and I, that's disgusting to me that we we don't work that well in our own country. But you know what? It is what it is, and it provides opportunities to other people. As a result. And look, I don't want to get into the to, to the secret sauce of what you guys are doing, but talk. I mean, when you're talking about a college degree, that comes with a whole different skill set that somebody that, than somebody that's just gonna, you know, make a spreadsheet for you or scan some documents or file some things or you know create proposal templates. I mean, these are people that. I would imagine it's much easier to integrate into an agency culture. And you know what? I don't, this is not a slam on anybody in our audience, but let's think about this for a minute. How many of our employees that are in our agency that are on our teams right now actually have college degrees, right? I, I can't answer that question. I know in my case that everybody does, but I can't say that for my peer group per se, and I can't say that that's always been the case in my own agency. So this that's a very unique part of your value proposition is that you're able to bring somebody a much higher level of education and professionalism than what other people might see from your competition, which means they may be able to do more than what the average virtual assistant might be able to do. Is that a fair assessment? It is a fair assessment because of the communication piece, you know. Everyone we bring into the table is completely bilingual and can be client-facing, which is not really offered um, unless you either pay a little bit more or you go into another level, right, of the VA that you need. With us, you get that from the get-go. You get a client-facing individual that you can plug in into your process, whatever it is that you need them. Now, I think it's also important to stress that because we're picking from an amazing pool of people. These individuals that we're picking have already experienced on Fortune 500 companies because they do their internships in overseas Fortune 500 companies. So they come with the sales experience, with the marketing experience, with the, you know, the what it takes in order to succeed in an environment that it's a change, 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 run, 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 pivot, 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 and they have that capacity of make quick decision making when it's necessary. They're not just there to do the task that they were told to do. They're there to change your business and to make sure that they're integrated into what is going to be your growth and success, right? So that's I think a little thing, bit different. Yeah, I think one thing that I can perceive based on what your comments are is that these are people... And again, I'm not taking anything away from any virtual assistant that's out there. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the difference, right? And to me, right. what I'm hearing is this is not somebody who is just going to come into your operation, receive a, a list of tasks and be trained on them and do them the way 
that you're telling them to do that. This is someone that can come in and take that same information and improve your process because they actually understand that they may be able to figure out a way to do this better than how you're already doing it based on their education and experience. That's a big deal. Right. I have a great story about that. One of our uh, VPs that we have. um, So like I said, in the past, we'd worked with other virtual assistant companies. And with those, I mean, we literally, we had to like write everything out step by step. This is how you complete this task. They would not deviate from that. It had to be step-by-step written down. They're extremely literal. Like I've, I've said literal. this a hundred times. If I told my if I told my appointment setter to put on a helmet and run through the front door naked, he would do it. 100%. They, won't, they won't think out of the box, not because they can't, but because I think it's that particular culture that they just, it's, they're not supposed to, to do that. So Correct. they just do what they're told. And them working for us, that's what they did was they did what they were told. Puts the lotion with on its our, skin. With our virtual professionals, one of the things I noticed with the first the first guy that we that we worked with, and from there we got two and three very shortly after because we realized the caliber of of this. Um, I had given him a task to do. He didn't ask too many questions about it. He just kind of saw what I wanted to accomplish. He did it, and then he said, "You know, Sarah, can we automate this? Are you okay if I try and automate it?" And I said, "Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I would like to work more efficient and." you know, faster, better. And so he took something that we didn't think that we could automate and he automated it. So now it's completely done on its own and no one had to touch it. That's so you guys, technology driven. Yeah. You guys said something earlier though, that I think is worth talking about. You talked about that you want these people to be ingrained in the culture of the company that you place them in because you're not limited to insurance agencies. You're also working with other business segments inside the economy. Right. But we're going to focus on insurance because that's what I do. And I'm not smart enough to understand more than that. So my question is, I know my peer group. I know how much of a control freak the average agent agency principal is. How receptive are they to bringing somebody in and getting them ingrained in the culture? And what's that process look like? We don't make it an option, really. Um, I think in order for you and your agency to grow, you need to have that first one-on-one time with that person, right? So you are making that decision to hire this individual in order to work in your agency. Hence, you have to make it part of your culture and you have to make this person part of your value, right? So we always ask the agency owner, to spend time with this person for the first month. How, how do you run your agency? What is that you like? What you don't like? Like, what are your, um, your hobbies? Um, what are your pain points? What is causing, you know, your biggest struggle right now? And then that yields to, all right, well, these are the things that we think it's going to gain back your time. It's going to make you gain back your time. These are the things I'm going to handle for you. And now let's move into the team. And once they have created that synergy, then they get embedded into the team. And honestly, this has been the best way to do it because they don't see them as an extra body or as an expense. They see it as a person that is helping me grow. Um, and from that regard, I think that's where we mostly shine. 
Um, because usually other VA companies, what they do is like, let's embed them into the process. These are the tasks. You're done. You know, you don't have to attend any meetings. You don't have to go into, you know, any type of agency reunion or anything like that where we make all of our virtual professionals part of every single meeting they have to be part of. They, you know, cover for vacations. They manage calendars. They do all these things that make them embedded into that culture. So it is pretty interesting how the synergy happens. Everyone is different, but we kind of don't make it an option for them. I mean, truly, when you have a virtual professional working for you, it's, it's very similar to having a live employee in your office. You have I don't view it as them. any different than having somebody that's on my team right now that's working remote, to be honest with you. Exactly. Right. You, know the, you know what the big difference is? They cost a lot less. Right. Yep. Um, well, I, I'm sitting here thinking about it. Kyle, I think I've seen my account manager like twice since COVID hit. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. And I think right. that's. Mm-hmm. It's a very good point. We have our virtual professionals. Um, we, we have we utilize Slack. We utilize a lot of technology in our office, Slack being one of them. So we can do video calls together. And in fact, our virtual professionals, we meet with them every morning. We have a service meeting with our service um, VPs, and then there's a sales meeting. So the virtual professional that's doing the quoting and requoting, he is on the call with the sales guys. Um, Every Wednesday, we have a company-wide meeting where we all get together. And so it's like they're right here in our office with us. We talk about Netflix shows. They joke with us. They understand our jokes. I mean, it's it's amazing how well we all get along. And you have to have that connection every, not every day, but to have that communication line open. So that way, as you're giving them tasks, it's just a normal thing. COVID's helped us a whole lot break through a lot of those barriers. When everyone was forced to work from home, well, now it's no big deal if I'm working from home in St. Paul or Minneapolis or someone's in Maple Grove and let's say someone is in another country working. We don't we don't know the difference. The walls all look the same, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's important we clarify for a second. You stepped away and you put your agency hat on, right? You're talking about that the agency meets with their salesperson and the agency, in, in the insurance agency meets with their service person. I just don't want people to think that you're um, – making the statement that is Savital you're meeting with all of your VAs every single morning, unless that's the case. Correct. Yeah. I put on the insurance hat for a minute. Okay, cool. I mean, cause I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. I just think it would be increasingly difficult as you guys continue to scale. Talk a little bit about, you know, what some of the more popular things are that people are using you for right now. Ooh, tons. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let me let me throw one out there. I mean, you talked about somebody saying, hey, can we automate this? Yeah. I'm going to make the assumption, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong, because I want to make sure that we're accurately getting your, your word out there. But 
I'm under the impression that some of these people that are college graduates actually already understand how to go in and put automations into a CRM. They understand how to create workflows and drip email campaigns and things like that because mm -hmm. it's part of their education, right? So right. I don't know that you can go anywhere else and that's something that people can do. I know how much it costs me right now to have a full-blown HubSpot consultant in my agency on a monthly retainer, and it ain't what I could get a virtual professional for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, every, every agency works a little bit differently depending on what technology they have in-house, right? And whenever we see that they might be able to take advantage of certain technology, we also make the um, recommendation to them. But the VAs are, uh, the VPs are helping in a lot of different ways. They create marketing campaigns. They manage social media profiles. Um, they manage calendars. Uh, and then they do, you know, your normal, you know, quoting, binders. Um, they do, um, mortgage they changes. review mortgage changes. They review that endorsements have been submitted correctly. They pull renewal lists and they do the legwork in order to prepare that in a pretty bow for the CSRs. Um, you know, in terms of commercial, they put all everything together, that package for renewal review. Um, so there is so many different things that, that they utilize um, them for. Um, but I will say the biggest difference um, I've seen it's working them more with the marketing, uh, the sales um, from a lead generating capacity, and then on the social media landscape. I could see the social being a pretty big area of yeah. expertise for some I of mean, these VPs that you guys are they were born with phones on their hands. Right, like right. they, <laughs> it's like for them, that's nothing. It's just, you know, something that it's natural to them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been a big, uh, big help for agencies out there. There are some that also help field phone calls that are coming into the agency as well. Reception work. Mm -hmm. yep, yep. That's a huge one as well. Just fielding that, those phones so the CSRs are not um, backlogged onto mm -hmm. and just working more proactively. I think that's one of the biggest focus right now is how do we make uh, CSRs work more proactively than reactively? And I think that has made a big difference uh, to some of our clients. What do you feel like have been the biggest challenges for you guys? I would say, you know, I've talked with some of our Savitel clients and um, just checking in to see how they're doing, how, how it's going with their virtual professional. Um, some of them have a hard time figuring out what kind of tasks to give their virtual professional. And, and they admit it themselves. They say, I'm just, I'm really a control give type of control. person. And I've just, I've always have done my own tasks. Um, so for them to give up the work is one thing. Um, and I do tell them, I say, well, it takes a little bit. It might take a, you might take two steps back to jump five forward. So you slow down to write down a process of how to do something so they can do that forever for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And eventually when you start bringing in more business because you have this time freed up, you may need to hire another VP. Well, guess what? You don't have to slow down anymore because that older, the previous VP, the one that's already working for you, can train in the new one as well. True. 
while you are now giving your your other VP more tasks to do? Uh, I think there are three three main challenges on every single phone call that we make. Um, one is control. Uh, the second one is a structure. Not all agencies have a structure, right? So everybody's been just doing. Um, and the third one is, are we hiring VPs because we're going to lose our jobs? And that's when it comes, you know, like the whole nervousness around hiring VPs. So I think, you know, those being the major barriers that we encounter, um, we have come up with the right recipe to make sure that they're at ease on those three points. Um, so we kind of just make them see um, the possibilities because that's all you can offer, right? Is the possibility. And when we, tie, we, we talk time versus revenue, profit, and, 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 and just balance, um, those four things win. VAs get a bad rap in the VA world, right? From my, my peer group, competition, whatever you want to call them. And I think that it boils down to one thing, lack of communication and education. And I think you could probably take like 90% of the problems in life and boil them down to lack of communication and education, whether it be failed marriages, problems with your teenage kids, you know, all kinds of things. And so, you know, one of the things that I, I hear people that our agency owners complain about all the time is they feel like they were sold a bill of goods. You know, I was told this person was licensed and they were trained in this, 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 and this. Yeah. And so they expect that the first time that person shows up to, to work, that you're just going to be able to, it, it's like plugging something into a wall outlet. It's just, yeah, I mean, work. they may be licensed, but they're not, you know, in your agency every day and know your processes and everything. Right. Exactly. They, they don't know how you do it, right. right? How I do things is completely different than how a lot of people do yeah. things. So I can't just take the assumption that just because somebody's trained and licensed and understands particular software or whatever else, that there's not a learning curve there. And I think that that's a huge issue because people's expectations are not set up correctly mm -hmm. from the onset. And I think the other problem is that you have a lot of agency owners. And by the way, agency owners, I am talking to you right now. Y'all are cheap. You're cheap. You don't want to spend money. You don't want to invest in your agency. Don't kid yourself. You're going out and looking for offshore labor, not because you're trying to make your, your talent that's local's job easier and allow them to focus on revenue-bearing tasks. You're doing it because you want to cut payroll. And then you want to bitch and moan because these people come in and you've gone out and you've hired cheap labor and they don't know what to do. And guess what? The reason you need to cut payroll is because you don't have defined processes in your agency anyhow and that's why your revenue is going down the drain every month so i think that there's a few things that are really important and one thing that i would argue that every va um anybody that's going to use a, a va vp whatever v you're going to use you better have some processes in place Yes. You better have those processes identified. You better have them defined and documented. And then you also need to have them in a way that you can take that new person that you're making an extension of your team and, and teach them to them. So, you know, when we started our whole appointment setting process that's powered by a virtual assistant, that's what we did. 
You know, here's here's how you operate inside our CRM. This is what you do every day when you come in. Here's what happens when you move it here. Here's what happens when you move it here. This is how you set up an appointment. This is the things you're going to put into the appointment invite. Here's how here is your script. I mean, it was a process and we did some of that work on the front end, right? But just because we did that work on the front end doesn't mean this person's going to sit there and drink from a fire hose their entire first day of work, memorize everything, and then be able to go out and replicate it. It was a month-long process for that information to be absorbed, digested, and then put to practical use. So and that's then number one. After that, you've got you've got to evaluate it and, and tweak it and, and make Correct. changes. Correct, 100%. And I mean, again, that's the other thing. It goes back to what I said. Education and communication is the root of most problems in any business. And we're under the impression that just because we said this, how how we um, teach something or explain it, that it's going to make person it makes sense to the person that's receiving that information. The next piece is you do. You have to have that follow-up. You can't just sit somebody in front of some Loom videos and assume that everything makes sense to them. You have to have some time, some FaceTime. And like you said, you have the agency owner spend time with these people as you bring them on. That's vital. And the other thing is you have to have, you know, set follow-ups, whether it be weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever else, where you're giving them feedback. And I, again, it, go, it goes back to, you know, we all you have to do is treat people the way you want to be treated. These people, in my experience, I don't, I'm going to make a blanket statement. I don't care what offshore area they're from. They like feedback. They want feedback. They want to please you. They want you to like what they're doing and it's no different than if you just give your team a pat on the back, right? I don't think any of us do a good enough job of doing that in our own agencies, but you could literally take somebody who's having a horrible day, tell them they did a great job. You really appreciate them being there, be specific in that praise and you could turn their entire day around and the same thing holds true. But in my opinion, on a magnified level, when you're bringing these people in and making them a part of your team, because they're so appreciative of the opportunity that they have to work and the income stream that they've developed for their family. But to know that you're pleased with that puts them at peace, knowing that if you're pleased, you're going to keep them around and it only breeds more positive results. Right. Right. It's a hundred percent true. I think one of the uh, biggest mistakes that, you know, our competitors do is not setting expectations correctly. You know, we can have a VA ready to go today and we do not place that person until we have had an uncovering call and discovering like what is and how do you do X, Y, and Z. And we said, well, you know, the person that you just hired has knowledge in X, Y, and Z but they have to learn you and that's going to take X amount of time. So I think what you just said, David, like just hits it on the head because I think it's all about expectations. You cannot, you know, expect that a person that you just hired, let's say it's not a VP, it's a new account manager, a new CSR that has only three years on customer um, 
service experience on commercial lines, it's going to know the same information that you have collected over the past 25 years. It's the same case, same case X scenario. So I think expectations is it's everything. And we thrive at making sure that our process of onboarding is totally different from what others experience out there. Yeah, I think there's got to be a fact-finding portion of that. No different than going out and bringing in a new insurance relationship. You need to talk with these people, find out, you know, through open-ended questioning, what are their pain points? You know, what have you done to try and solve them internally? What has worked? What hasn't worked? And, and you're basically framing who that person is. You're going to recommend to them just by asking the right questions. Again, I'm going to hammer my peer group. And it was funny because when we had Kevin Ring on, Kyle, he he brought this up and then I took it to a whole different direction. But, you know, if you take an insurance in, agent into any issue, they got a policy for everything, man. They will sell you a policy for everything. I used this example on a couple of calls earlier today, right? You have a guy that goes in to visit a business owner and that business owner says, man, whew, I almost got sued by one of my employees mm -hmm. and the agents in the insurance agent says, Ooh, I need to sell you an EPLI policy. That's exactly right. what you need. Right? Well, in the what event of a done? claim, but not, <laughs> not to yeah, prevent well, that but, from happening. <laughs> right. So, but that's my point, right? Yeah. So what have you done to make the, what, what have you done to make that company better? What have you done to make that issue go away. Absolutely nothing. Right? You've all you've done is you sold them a policy would put some money in your pocket. Right. What you should have done is said, "Wow, that sounds bad. Talk to me a little bit about your hiring process. What's your turnover numbers look like? Do you have a uh, an employee handbook? When's the last time that that was updated? Do you have a formal harassment policy? Do you have a formal discrimination policy? Do you have that documented that everyone has read those and that you've tested them to make sure that they comprehended the information contained in them and you have that on record and it's currently dated and you're revisiting the things that are the most important on an annual basis? Oh, by the way, did I mention that we actually have a tool for all of our clients that we can do all of that for you and it costs you nothing. It's part of doing business with Florida Risk Partners. We can give you all of that. If you have none of it, don't worry about it. We can have that in place for you in the next two weeks to 30 days and then we'll work on a, a process to get everything implemented that needs to be done over the course of the year. And by the way, you're already paying for that. You're, you're paying for yeah. somebody to write an EPLI policy for you, or you're paying for somebody to handle your insurance needs, but you're not getting it. And so I want to show you that if you allow us to handle your insurance program and we can go out and negotiate and place that coverage for you, that we will use that as the financing mechanism for you to be able to afford the value proposition that we've laid out for your HR issues with no out-of-pocket money. Sound like a fair deal? It absolutely yeah. sounds like a fair deal. But it's the difference between going in and being a trusted advisor and doing something to fix the root cause of a problem and just selling a product to line your own pocket that doesn't change the uh, likelihood that another person's not going to try and sue this guy. No. It, it is a commitment, right? It is a commitment. We, we are a people company. We created this from agents to agents because we know the pain points 
as, you know, independent insurance agencies, what we go through. And I think, you know, it is important to become that advisor. You know, like the other day, I think it was two days ago, maybe, Sarah, one of our clients called and he was like, well, I feel bad because I don't have enough work for this person um, and my team is being non-responsive towards this person. So it is not the BP problem, right? They're paying for it anyways. That person is getting paid, but it doesn't have enough work. So it boiled down to a communication issue within the agency. So what did we do? We explained to him, you know, we are here for you. So what did we end up doing? We embedded our whole organizational, you know, table in it. And we facilitated uh, a roundtable for this person in order to improve communication within the agency and explain, you know, these are our goals as an agency. This is where we want to go and this is what needs to happen. So we came in as mediators for that because he just didn't know how else to communicate, right? And we're fixing that problem with them. So it is about taking an interest on the growth. It's not just about a placement. It's not just about a task. It's about making sure that you're doing everything possible for this agency to go where they want to go. If that means, you know, growing and the current employees go with. Exactly. Right? I think that was, with that particular client, it was a breakdown in communication and how his current employees understood the why behind having the VPs. It wasn't to replace the employees, it was to it was to get stress off of the current employees, free them up a little bit to do the tasks they really love to do, allow them to take vacation time and not come back to a desk loaded with work. Because when when his employees were gone, the VP can then take over and make sure that some of those emails are responded to and the tasks are getting completed. So when the employee comes back from their vacation, they're not drowning in work that was left when they went on vacation and removes the stress of going on vacation you should enjoy your vacation you should be able to enjoy the work that you do if you're in the insurance industry for five plus months year you're invested like nobody survives here for more than that if you don't like it right so why not enjoy it and just you know say yes to the help and that's what you know i we we find that we are thriving more than than what you know most because it's the level of commitment that we have for um and with our clients so here's a question i have for you we've been going for 40 minutes now and i am pretty sure that more than half of the people out there want to know what the heck savatel means <laughs> you have no clue, right? We've been just sort of skimming yeah. over that like it doesn't exist, and it's kind of been the elephant in the room. So let them, let them out, put them out of their misery. All right. So Savital is a combination of two words: savvy and vital. So I think we kind of discussed about our VPs and and how they are leaps and bounds ahead of you know other VAs out there. They're the college graduates. They are technology driven. They have this amazingly crazy work ethic. So that's the savvy piece of it. They're savvy enough to answer phones for clients, right? And they're just, they're firing on all cylinders. Vital is, VPs are vital to any 
any company, particularly insurance, though, um, just creating that work-life balance for the current employees, um, for the insurance company owner to be able to um, go out and network, build relationships so they can grow their business if that's what they choose to do. You can also hire a virtual professional if you just want to maintain, you know, your growth and just maybe coach your kids sports. I mean, how many insurance owners are out there that are working till six, seven, eight at night, returning emails, phone calls, just the, all those little things that need to be done, but it takes time. And now they're away from their family. So that's, that's the vital piece of it. Monica, feel free to add into that as well. The vital piece too comes from the shortage of people we are having on our industry. I think in order for any insurance company, brokerage agency out there to pivot in the next 15 years, BPs are going to be a vital piece of that growth. So we, we really like to combine those two because we know that even though they're, the, their space is somewhat saturated at a certain degree, um, the caliber of what we are bringing, it's going to be vital for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, I, I think this is one of those things where it's not going to go away. You know, I, I wrote I wrote an article um, for a magazine earlier today that I sent off to, to the editor and the title of it was Video Killed the Insurance Star, right? Like Just like Video Killed the Radio Star. But if you think about it, so much of what we've done has been in person, shaking hands, kissing babies, going to happy hour, playing golf. And when COVID happened, that all went away. And I don't know that it's coming back. If it, It'll come back to a certain degree, but it's not going to come back to the level it was before because we have right. now spoiled our prospects and our clients. They can get way more done in a Zoom meeting or receiving a video proposal as opposed to having to sit down and talk on the phone or go through something in person. You know, and the agents that adopted and adapted during COVID and embraced video have changed the way they're going to do business for the rest of their careers at this point. And the people who didn't probably are, are going to be obsolete, you know, before it's all said and done, because that is the new way. And I honestly believe that virtual professionals are the new way. Like it, it, it is going to happen. We are going through a process. Kyle's not started it yet because we're not going to launch it yet for another couple of weeks. But I am now reading the book Traction for the third time in two weeks. And it's all about getting everybody in the boat, rowing the same direction, but more importantly, having the right people in the right seats. And we have a problem in our country right now, right? We might have the seats, but we can't find the people. Or if we have the people, they're not in the right seats. And so I think you're going to find that as more and more people sit back and begin to assess their own operations, they're going to make some tough staffing decisions. There's going to be people that go away and that doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means they're not the right people. Hmm. And that's, that's going to have to happen. And it's going to be a whole lot easier to fill those seats with people who have the right unique abilities. If you can go to a virtual professional company and say, these are the unique abilities I'm looking for. Who do you have that fits this profile? This is the tasks that I need them to do, but here are the other skill sets that I need for them to have. 
And now you can have somebody match these people up and there's a never-ending supply, number one, at least for the time being until the secret's out and there's 50 of you guys running around, right? Hmm. <laughs> but it, it's also easier for a business owner because I don't have to spend my time going through the interviewing and the recruiting process. And I'm not so having painful. to, you know, yeah. it, it's crazy that that alone makes it a very attractive mm -hmm. opportunity. And listen, I'm a cynical person. I feel like if you're in the United States looking for a job right now, there's a reason, right? You're, it's not because you want to work. It's because you have to work and you didn't do a good job at the last place you were at because the labor pool is so shallow and they wouldn't let you go otherwise. And we see that every single day. So I think that that's a huge benefit in your positioning coming out of COVID right now that a lot of people are probably getting ready to ramp back up. You know, it's a common myth that Florida never shut down. That couldn't be further from the truth. Everybody in the country thinks that we were just the Wild West down here, and that wasn't the case. I mean, Kyle lived in a cave for a year and a half before he got va uh, vaccinated. Yeah. I think I've seen him one time in person, maybe it's twice. Been, yeah, I think maybe twice. I mean, it's definitely it, – it has been very strange. And, you know, kind of to your point about how um, things may not get back to the way they were, I agree. I don't think that it will ever fully be like that. I think that people like the options that – um, you know, operating virtually have, have given them to, you know, is, from a consumer perspective. And I think that I, just from a business a, ownership standpoint, I don't, I don't think we've skipped a beat, man. I mean, yeah. we haven't really done anything any different than we normally would. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely been interesting. So you, you brought up a book that we're going to be reading, um, for those who are listening and not watching, you know, both Monica and Sarah have bookshelves behind them with books on it there we go traction so i'm curious what's on what's on and i also i can't let this slide at all i see a very distinct shirt in the background over sarah's shoulder uh with a certain <laughs> with a certain logo on it um, I, I just wanted you to see that i actually have the multiple copies to present to well, people perfect maybe you can give me that along with the other three books that you've been trying to get me to have uh but yep. i was curious as to what's on what's on your guys reading list all about empowerment and leadership. So that's great. I was going to say, please don't tell me it's something with Fabio on the cover. Or I'm going to have to end the podcast immediately. <laughs> so it's I can't awesome believe it's not guys, butter. It's awesome you guys are doing traction. It's I think that has been one of the most amazing investments I've ever done. Uh, going through like the whole, you know, traction process, EOS, whatnot. It's Pretty amazing. So kudos to you guys. I think right now um, I was reading, I, I'm going to be doing something with Teresa Kitchens. And we've been uh, reading Look out. Book. She will get you in trouble. <laughs> be careful. That's my girl. That's my girl. Um, we've been reading a lot about the um, power within. I think culture is something that it is necessary at this, at this moment in time. Um, so I've been reading a lot about culture um, and just how to how to lead properly on a virtual environment. That's that's on my list for the next month or so. Just kind of completing those readings um, because as a as a leader, you really need to make sure that you are continue to transcribe and just you know provide with the same powerful 
leadership that you have been doing in person, right? And our entire team is all over the world. So how do you do that? And I think that's, um, that's for me, that's, I have a couple things on, a couple books on that. Nice. What about you, Sarah? That's amazing. David, I remember when you started this podcast before we started recording it, you said you weren't going to put us on the spot and ask us any really hard questions. <laughs> he said well, math listen, questions. I feel like standing there, I'm like, yeah, what well, book on. have I looked this... at that I can pretend that I've read? I, no, 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 I know what you're reading. I, know I do a lot reading... of like, Curious George books. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're reading. You're reading copious amounts of notes of love and appreciation <laughs> that are left for you by Troy Thompson. Oh, my I mean, God. That, that has to be what it is. Which, by the way, Kyle, did you... Are you connected to Troy on Facebook? Uh, I'm Please not sure. Yes. I think I think so. I need you to go to his profile immediately and look at the video that he put up yesterday <laughs> where he superimposed himself <laughs> like in this. some sort of a, a rap video or something <laughs> dancing right in the middle. It is like you know, absolutely yeah. perfect. Something about hilarious. that is ringing a bell. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at it as soon as we hop off here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm sure with it's you. Fantastic. So listen, yeah, so we're coming up on time anyhow. We we should probably go ahead and wrap up. I'm going to let you off the hook, Sarah. I know that you've read good stuff. I just and I did put you, I did put you on the spot. Um probably a lot of self-help books living with Troy. But anyhow, um <laughs> That being said, people are going to want to know, man. They're going to want to know how they can talk to you and hear more specifics uh, about Savatel. How do they get a hold of you? How can they learn more? So they can go to our website. It's savital.us. Or they can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, send us a message through LinkedIn. Give us a call. Our information is out there. Whichever way you want to communicate with us, we don't take more than a few minutes to get back to you. So... Give us a call. because they got a VP working the phones, man. I mean, these people (laughs) are professionals for crying out loud. So whichever way you would like to contact us, you can. Um, We're pretty pretty fast. Cool. Good deal. And by the way, you spell that S-A-V-V-I-T-A-L dot U-S. So I'll save everybody the heartache. I always end up spelling it wrong. If you remember savvy and vital together, it's two V's, not two A's savital.us and go check out the website and then reach out to them tell them what you're looking for and they can tell you what they can do to help and you can get savvy baby I mean that is the tagline right there so I appreciate y'all coming on try try to limit your time with Teresa Kitchens if you will please I mean seriously I don't I don't know that her influence is going to I'm I'm absolutely just kidding. She's she's my friend. She hits me up all the time we talk. So um I'm glad to know she actually is a really good mentor for you to have as a female in the insurance industry. Fewer stronger. So yeah. I'm glad to know that you're associating, you know, yourself with with her because she makes everybody around her better. So all yeah. kidding aside, but everybody else out there, go check out the site, reach out to them if you have questions. They can get you introduced to the VPs that you need to take your business to the next level. Ladies, I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much, David. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. 
You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com. <laughs>